Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene. Sponsored by Bruiser, the UK's top-rated craft beer subscription service. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This Week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jazz Hundell, Bayonet Brewing Co, Dolphin Brewery, The Paper Mill Micropub, Berkshire Beer Box, The Small Batch Brewing Co, Belgian Brews Southampton, Doug Thayer, Robert Baker, Aid Bardi, James Moss, The Brew Brothers, Paul Whelan, Bettina Cassidy, Vaux Brewery, Claire Costa, James Cox and Craig Hatton. This Week in Craft Beer members can now get exclusive discounts and savings at some of the top UK craft breweries. If you're interested in saving money or simply want to help support us, then please visit our website at www.thisweekincraft.beer for more information and to join at just £1.99 per month. We hope you won't, but of course you can cancel this at any time. So I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast Anne-Marie from The Grumpy Goat in Reading. The Grumpy Goat opened in the quirky Harris Arcade near Reading Station in 2013 in a tiny unit where swinging a cat would have been very hazardous to the brilliant stock of bottles, cans and cheeses. In October 2020, during the darkest days of Covid, they took the opportunity to move into a much larger shop unit in Union Street, just off Reading's main pedestrianised shopping street. The new unit enabled a much larger stock of beers, wines and spirits, and also a significant expansion of the deli side of the business. Finally, and most exciting of all, in August 2022, the Goat Tap was opened above the shop, which is where we are recording from today. Anne-Marie, please introduce yourself and tell us about your beer journey which led you to launching The Grumpy Goat. Brilliant. Uh, Thank you, Rob. So, yeah, Anne-Marie Beattie, owner of The Grumpy Goat for nearly 10 years now, which is is pretty crazy. (laughs) Sort of got into beer from um, actually going to Reading Beer Festival, Camera Beer Festival, um, as as a student and... I remember, you know, walking up and asking, you know, somebody behind the bar going, I really like something dark and sweet and treacly. <laughs> um, and this, like, little, like, bright-eyed 18-, 19-year-old um, <laughs> a few years ago now. So, yeah, that's really where my journey began. And I remember those big, long queues getting into that festival. Oh, yeah. The, um, you know, fantastic uh, job by camera putting on such an awesome beer it festival. It totally was, yeah. And um, sort of opening up, you know, my eyes, like, uh, like many students at the time. That's to the breadth of, uh, of beers that are available on well it was on cask then uh, yeah. t- they've dabbled with a little bit of keg over the years but, did, um, yeah. but yeah that's that's where it began mm-hmm. and then my background before the grumpy goat was was teaching oh, right. um, so I was a yep, teacher working with uh, children uh, with severe behavioral difficulties oh, wow. um, and my partner at the time uh, was working in project management and construction and mm-hmm. um, both came to a point in our lives that we wanted to work for ourselves yeah. and the grumpy goat was born through uh, an idea in the pub really we were chatting about it with our friend hubert who now lives in uh, lives in amsterdam and works for butcher tears brewing in amsterdam oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and he helped us design the original artwork mm-hmm. and like i said the the grumpy goat was born from there and we thought actually yes we could we could just open up and be a beer shop but we also like the idea of pairing cheese um, with, with the beer. So Definitely. actually went on a cheese course with Juliet Harbert, who um, set up the British Cheese Awards, an Australian oh, lady. Yep. So went to her, one of her courses, and that's where our cheese journey began yeah. as well. So yeah, quite, yeah, quite, quite interesting. And wow. then found our little unit, mm-hmm. bought the domain. Uh, what should we call it? It's, it's always very difficult to 
to know what to call your business. But yep. I think the the idea is something we want is something memorable. Um, and uh, the grumpy goat is the one that sticks. I think it's a great so. name, um, actually. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to mean anything specific or special. It's just memorable, and that's the thing that. Yeah, really matters, and I think it? I think the connotation yeah. of like having a, an, an an animal so is quite nice. Yeah, and, and it kind of works for the the, the, the cheese sort of uh, the side of things. It with, does, with, with, yeah. With the, the goat, goat, yeah, so, goat cheese. Great, and you know, yeah. it's it's memorable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, and it gives you lots of artwork potential, doesn't it? To to, to work with. So yeah. no, I, I think it's a brilliant name. So you set up in the Harris Arcade. Yes, we did, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a remarkably difficult space, I guess, to work out of, was it? You yeah, know, it was... I mean, and it, 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 you know, we were there for seven years. It yeah. gave us our platform. And I think, yeah. I think that is the thing with bottle shops in general. Mm. You, you won't find the business model tends to be that they're not too big. Right. Because it, then the costs become quite unmanageable. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's... Um, and I know you have a few beer warehouses and things like that, but they quite often offer distribution as well so we clearly needed a bigger space we evolved to be wanting a bigger space Mm -hmm. and actually we were lucky that this unit came across our path right and um it already had a license fantastic center of reading perfect um you know it was we had to have some sort of vision to make it look like it does now i mean it it used to be an internet cafe for 25 years it was full of desks up here quite Mm -hmm. grubby and yeah we Charlie and I've got, a, you know, we, we enjoyed interior design as well and making things look right. nice. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and, here, and here we are today. Absolutely. And, you know, so so you traded just with the downstairs for a while. The, you know, the deli is lovely, you know, in its own right, isn't it? It's almost like it, even if you didn't have the bottle shop out the back, it would still be a lovely place to come yeah, and spend and time I think, in. Yeah. I think that was quite interesting with, with this shop that we kind of wanted to put that and also the safety, putting the deli deli frontage first. That yep. sort of, yeah, like you know that that enticing cheese counter. Oh yeah. And then you know you wander <laughs> past the cheese, and then you're through through to the bottle shop, which is um, a bit of a, a labyrinth of, of, of many different many different beer styles from many yep. different countries, mm-hmm. and obviously supporting local nas- and national breweries um, yep. very well. Excellent. So I've had a couple of bottle shops on the podcast um, over the, the few years we've been running, and I know this is a tricky industry to survive and prosper in isn't it so why don't you give me the you know sort of the bottle shop perspective in 2023 how you know how is it how's it evolved and you know, what, what are your challenges and, and what's going well it's um yeah it, it like you say it's not easy the margins are not fantastic mm. i think it's it's about being more than just a bottle shop i think i think right. it's about being a community space which yep. is very much what we are we mm. do a lot of events whether they're beer related cheese related what we know wine related yeah. cider related yeah. and also events that are also we do we do music we do dog walking yeah. we, you know the, the list is kind of yeah. endless to who to we, who we are these days um and also i think it's keeping your finger on the pulse of of the smaller breweries coming up and along you know we, we want to you know be showcasing those and I, yeah. th- I think that is a real is who we want to be and i think sometimes we're better at showcasing those and at you know, at the moment we're, we're sort of starting to get back there and really seeking out these these smaller breweries. Right. And I've got a fantastic staff team who are super interested in beer. Yes, and, that's um, so important. You know, isn't it? It, yeah. it really is. You know, we've just had an arrival downstairs with a box of beer, and Nick can't wait to share that. No, with, I bet. Can't yeah. wait to share that with the team, and that and that is that's a really lovely thing yep. that we've created here. That we want. You know, people are passionate and they're specialist yep. and. And one of the, the, the you know the, the things we get in in terms of you know reviews is people coming in here going actually your team know your know their stuff nice. and, and yeah. for me that makes me feel 
so happy. That's, yes. that's the reward within itself when we're getting reviews like that. Yeah, and so I thought, it's also to play back to what you just said to me. I think you know the secret to the the prosperity, if you like, of the Grumpy Go is is the fact that you're not just a bottle shop. You know, and I don't mean that in any way as a negative term. No, price, no, because, no, no. Because you know, goodness knows how much I love you, a bottle you, shop, you, but you, it's you yeah. can't stand still in no. the, in this um, in, the, in this current financial no. economic uh, but, but you know you've got a, lo- a lovely deli counter you know which operates pretty much as a cafe mm. doesn't it at least for the, the daytime hours for the most mm. part and then you know you've got this amazing space upstairs at where we're sitting where you've, you know you convert it into a lovely little tap room super intimate space but you know at the same time really bright and nicely decorated so you know I think it's uh, this is a really nice place to sit and have a few beers you know and the combination of that also then gives you the event space as you're referring to um, Absolutely. so it's, it's a brilliant combination um, albeit it's still actually quite a small shop you know this is not the way I'm describing it anybody think this is like Marks and Spencer's it isn't is it you know this is a still a no, really small sort of footprint yeah. you know it's, it's actually quite interesting how very quickly you grow into a space for like oh you know the, the old shop was what, a six or a quarter of the size really maybe a quarter of the size yeah um, that seems about right if you add the two floors together mm, certainly yeah yeah but it's very quick you know you you, you grow into that space mm. and then and then you, you know you've got you've got more space to evolve so. yes yeah yeah, definitely. Um, let's let's talk about what beers we're drinking because that seems it's a kind of a tradition on this podcast. So um, yeah. I, I'll start if you like. So I'm drinking Cloudwater Volley. Um, I haven't got the tasting notes to hand as I normally would expect to have, but I think I can see from the, the wall that it's a six percent IPA. It's it's definitely leading West Coast. West Coast um, it, yeah. it's, it's quite a light know, West Coast. Yeah, it is. I was going to yeah. say that. I don't. Not, you know, I'm not identifying this as super bitter in any not, respect. Not too piney. Uh, lovely, clear clean sort of presentation to it um, but yeah nice fruity flavours uh, I'm not a huge West Coast IPA fan but I know I can I can trust typically Cloudwater to, to make sure the fruity flavours are there and it's Absolutely, not going to be too bitter yeah, so, yeah. so I'm, I'm really enjoying this what have you got? I've got a um, a lemon table session sour so mm. wanting to showcase smaller breweries yeah. uh, a brewery from Northamptonshire Avalanche Brewing so okay. yeah, it's, a, been, it's a new name for me actually yeah, yeah. I've sort of been following them on Instagram sort of the last sort of three years mm-hmm. and then sometimes you message a brewery that well we're not there yet we haven't got any beer for you we're not you. packaging no, yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. Um, so it's like it's just sort of keeping them on your radar mm. is quite important and then yeah reached out to them sort of a few months ago they're like oh well we've got this one that we've packaged I'm like right cool let's get it in the bottle shop so Great. Um, yeah. so it's, yeah it's just a light 2.8% uh, percent, uh, mm-hmm. lemony uh, table beer which is really refreshing for I, a summer's I think day. lemon is a, a magnificent flavour there's no, no, no secret there but I think I think it, you know as long as it's not too sour, which might sound like a silly thing to say for lemon, because it, you know, it naturally should be sour. But yeah. I think a lemon sour can can be a really mm. interesting beer if it's if it's got just enough residual sweetness to make it drinkable. Mm. And um, sours are something I'm I'm I've, I'm hugely passionate about. Mm. I mean, I remember trying my first sours sort of five or six years ago, thinking. Right not really sure about oh. this but I think it Absolutely. takes um, yeah. takes some time for your palate to evolve and then you know in recent years this year we went to myself and my business partner Charlie and partner went to Cannaval Bretanomyces in, in Amsterdam oh, wow. um, and we went pre-pandemic as well fantastic oh. festival if you're into sour uh, beer yeah, it's, it's I, just I, that is a name I've, that I've heard before and it's been, now, yeah. now becoming a highlight of my calendar and I'm thinking I must go next year oh, nice. what are they yeah. what are they going to bring and the lectures and talks are, oh. are, are fantastic so. brilliant no that does sound great and, and you're absolutely right sours seem absurd don't they you know when you first kind of come across them it doesn't seem like how can a 
how can this be something which is pleasant to drink is sort of mm. the starting point, isn't it? But once you start to get into it, it's, uh, yeah. It's, well, we it's went a to a lecture on the Brentanomyces and my, when we were in Amsterdam recently, and my, my mind was sort of blown about, actually, we still have a very limited knowledge of what Brentanomyces can oh, do. Right. can yeah. do. And so this, this really piqued my interest because mm-hmm. I thought, okay, but what's next? Mm-hmm. We are where we are with the sour beer. And, you know, obviously we've got the, the greats like Holy Goat um, yeah. and, you know, Vault City are doing, doing yeah. awesome things. Andy and, downstairs, of um, Yeah, yeah. Dol- Dol- <laughs> Dolphin Brewing. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's super interesting mm-hmm. to know that actually it can that, that style of beer can be stretched so much further. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. No, there's so much potential. It's, mm. it's so exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, excellent. Let's move on then Emery and talk about craft theory because you know as if it wasn't uh, enough work running this amazing business that we're sitting in today craft theory is is something that you've been running for well you tell me six, I think, five, six I think years? we're in the fifth year yeah. now I'm a bit hazy with the pandemic yeah. um, uh, yes I think it should be in year seven but I think we've just had year five right. I think that's so this right. is Reading's craft beer festival yes uh, yeah runs has it always run in south street i've never been anywhere else other it than has south always, um, the com- you know the, the, how we set that up was it was a conversation that happened uh, with one of our customers at the time john mm. luther who, who happens to be running south street art center right. and it was a conversation in our old shop and we had this idea and you know it, it sort of became a hit straight away it was it was clear that there was a need for this this kind of festival within reading yeah and you know we've we've just seen it grow and it and it's um we're now pretend looking at a slightly bigger premises oh, so no, i was just so that was my next question and you know and i'm sort of almost scared to ask it now that you said that the, you know the owner of south street or the manager of south street is a friend of yours so it's really difficult to take it away from there it's a lovely venue Absolutely. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a brilliant festival because it's I think the best way to describe South Street is it's it's a sort of series of uh, interconnected rooms on slightly different levels that gives a sort of an intimate feel to, to the overall space, isn't it? So yeah, you've got absolutely. like you know yeah. three or four rooms there where you know you can have breweries set up, you can have some seating and whatever, and, and people can sort of transition. It's it's like a mini version actually of Victoria Bars and the, mm. an indie man, which mm. I'm sure many people have been to listen to this podcast. So absolutely, it's yeah. the same kind of feel. And I'm like, really I, super pleased that you you know you you that you've said that because that is mm. one of my favourite festivals in, mm. in, in the UK. It's, so it's a it's similar sort of vibe, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think you've done an amazing job with the, the breweries you're able to curate there. So, so you know, you naturally have all the, you know, as many of the local ones as you can get, which of course you should and, and, and do. So that's great. You know, so we've got fantastic names in our local area, the likes of Siren and Elusive and Phantom and Double Barrel. So, you know, we're incredibly blessed with all those guys. And it was lovely with, to with have, you know, guys, yeah. ones like, like Delphic and, yes. and, and, and Dolphin there this Absolutely, year, yeah. So, in fact, they so. were, uh, Dolphin was there last year as well, of course. Mm. But, um, you know, and then, you know, goodness me, you had uh, the likes of Holy Goat there this year we as did, well. We which did, is, have Which Holy is incredible. Goat. They and, came and, all the way and, down from Dundee. I know, and Rivington as well. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, easily two of the top, I would say, 10 UK craft brewers, I should think, in most people's lists these days. So great job to get those guys to travel and so it's far it's super pleasing yeah. when breweries come down to the festival and say actually this was great mm-hmm. and we've got breweries that have been you know in in previous years that go yeah we definitely come back yeah so that's you know that's that's great fantastic so that all of that being said um you know it, it strikes me that it could probably be quite a bit bigger and you know that's a scary prospect it's all very well for me to say that because you know, it's not my not my money that's at stake and you know and, and never mind about the logistics of organizing yeah, a yeah, bigger festival yeah. but I'd love to hear you know, what your plans are and whether that's 
Yeah, so we are looking for a larger premises. Mm. We, we think that, you know, if the, the costs and things like that add up mm. and, you know, we can make it work, that will be will be the plan. And, yeah, the idea of having sort of more curated talks, I mean, yep. sort of getting inspiration from going to other festivals. Yes. And, you know, especially, you know, likes of going to Cannibal Breton and Mises. Mm. I, I mean, I went to a lecture on mushrooms. I went to a lecture on tea in <laughs> beer. Yeah. Um, I went to a lecture on Breton and Mises mm-hmm. and... And it was just, you know, it, it's so exciting to um, bring in the education element yes. when we're, you know, enjoying beer and, mm. and for, you know, for the real beer lover, um, I think there's home always, brewer, yeah. there's, 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 a, there's a real uh, That's a, yeah, another, scope another to grow, avenue, to grow, that festi- yeah. to grow the festival in that, in that, yeah, in that way. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, that's brilliant to hear. So, yeah, yeah I'd love to, love to see that come together next year in, in some shape or form but uh, no super excited and yeah, you know we're very lucky yeah, to definitely. even you know don't get me wrong even in its exact current form i still love it and wouldn't be without it you know we're yeah, red red is yeah. lucky to have I know, it I know, I know exactly, exactly what you as mean. it is yeah. but um yeah if, you know bigger and bigger and better and not what well, perhaps better is the wrong word but let's just leave it bigger would be would yeah, be much appreciated definitely. i always yeah. refer to it as our little big festival yeah um yeah. so yeah. And I just wanted to loop back around because you mentioned um, Reading Beer Festival, the camera uh, event mm. that, that, you know, certainly that was a, a significant part of my drinking history as well. I've lived in the uh, Reading area for 20 years now and, uh, yeah. you know, I don't think I missed a Reading Beer Festival every year that it ran um, in my time as a, as a local resident. You know, I, I, I sadly regret it, you know, it hasn't come back post-Covid no. and, you know, and I, I, I live in hope that it does, but I'm not sure it will because every year it doesn't, it becomes probably harder to, to actually yeah, get it together it again it becomes it? that much further away from from you know where it actually you was, lose a little so. bit of the goodwill of the you know the local sort of residents and, and customers don't mm. you each year that it doesn't run and so it's then harder to to pull it off again so let, let's hope it does come back but yeah, um, huge, yeah. Huge, a huge loss to the town mm. if it doesn't come back yeah. um yeah, I mean, we, UK, we, it was the UK's second largest beer festival, did you know, to, to yeah. put it into context. So yeah. it was a vast undertaking. And I, really, uh, I, really, yeah. I really do hope it does come back because yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's a great festival. Yeah. Let's talk about events. So I know that you do you know, run a, a, a nice spectrum of, of local events mm. here. Let's, let, mm. let's talk about what you've got coming up and what you're running regularly and you know, any specials you've got in yeah. the calendar. Just give people a sense so, of what they can um, find here. Yeah. You know, we, yeah, we, we sort, of, sort of do events in the shop and mm-hmm. we go out on the road doing events as well and we go out on the road doing our grilled cheese pop-up called oh, go, yes. go on the Road. <laughs> uh, so do, doing that at tap rooms now as well. Uh, coming to a tap room near you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, events, you know, and doing events a little bit differently is, is, is quite quite important to us so yeah. I think doing you know stretching what we can do so doing a beer and cheese tasting yeah. but you know let's also look at how we can do things differently so recently we washed the local cheese Wigmore with with five um, different wild and spontaneous beers nice. to have five different outcomes mm. and so we're starting to experiment a little bit like that and then we Love took it. that um, took those cheeses on the road to um, Little Earth Fest yes. and they, they had it had the range of cheeses on their on their cheese board so Brilliant. it's starting to think about things uh, a little bit differently yeah. um, and also events coming up in September we've actually got a, a series of more more nerdy things again um, so we've got uh, booked in a uh, talk on mushroom production and how you can grow mushrooms oh, at home because nice. um, I think um, 
the concept and idea of mushrooms in beer is, is also quite interesting. Oh, yeah. And also the idea of, um, of, of, of foraging um, yes. and, you know, looking at how... Um, we, you know, we can forage in our um, uh, local local community, and then, then that can be yeah. then put in, into oh, into beer. That's so, fantastic! Yeah, brilliant. Um, and yeah, we've got a, a honey talk, and I'm hoping to show. There's a film called Bottle Conditioned, um, which there's been a documentary made about bottle conditioned beer, yeah. and I'm hoping to show that in September as well, as well oh, as nice. a whole range of other music yep. events, and uh, we run an LGBT night as yep. well. Um, dog walking club yeah. you know so trying to mix things up you're still with, doing the beer club as well we, we run yeah. a monthly beer club yeah, as well let's talk so, about that. yeah yeah so so that's that's sort of a nice thing that's it's the last sunday of every month yeah you know open well, to, i've been to a couple myself and yeah. i can guarantee it's a great night you, you know you, you, between you, you you know you curate a really interesting list of beers to taste and discuss and yeah no, that, that and it's sort of yeah. you know open to anyone really you know we don't want anyone to feel afraid and think that they need to be a, a beer snob to come along no. to to beer club it's about it's about you know asking questions mm -hmm. and coming uh, coming along and, and trying new things and, yep. if, and if you're up for doing those things mm -hmm. then absolutely perfect and we try and showcase new breweries um and yeah, I remember the first one I came to. That was the first time I tasted the crossover. and I was absolutely blown away with, with with that beer. And so, you know, I had them on the podcast and spoken to them. Oh, brilliant! Times. And of no, course, that's uh, cool. Another uh, guest that we shouldn't forget for this year at Craft Theory, which is oh, right. crossover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been yeah. following sort of their journey uh, since since the beginning as well. Yep. I think we were one of their first customers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, as say our our love of sour beer is uh, just. Growing. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So, right, really, you know, I think this is this is a perfect space for a small. You can, I, I guess, what you can get. For, how many would you say? Yeah, we've got sort of thirty seating. Yeah. We're standing around forty. Yeah. So it's yeah, 40 which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's you know that, that's a big enough group to, to make it sort of a worthwhile gathering, isn't it? But it's also small enough to be intimate and people not feel like they're in a huge kind of. Yeah, so yeah. I, I just think that's just a really we've nice, got, a nice eight, size. We've got eight taps, which yep. are always rotating. We try, yep. you know, we try and keep a lager on. Quite often, have a stout on. Yep. Sours mm -hmm. and uh, sort of everything in between. From you know, we, we obviously show, showcase local, national, and international breweries. Yep. Um, yeah, quite quite surprising how uh, how well some of the the international beers go go down actually. Yeah. And it's um, I think there's quite a few venues in Reading that showcase. Uh, some of the, the, the high caliber um, international brews that, right. that, we, that we do we do sell. Nice, have. yeah. No, I think that hopefully you're getting a you know, and I don't want to sound pretentious, but I would imagine you're getting a fairly discerning um, crowd coming in here. You know, Absolutely. people that understand yeah. their craft beer, and you know, but, uh, and that's not you know, not to say that any, everybody isn't welcome. Because we'll say, ah, oh, but but you know, I, I would expect that. People searching you out here will, you know, will understand that this is a, you know, a specialist bar, and, and you know you're going to get something really good when you come in. Yeah, and I think that, and I think what is nice is that we're seeing customers going, okay, I'll have a third of that, a third of that, a third yes. of that. People yep. want to try. Exactly. With, with, yep. you know, that customers are coming in to try new things constantly, yep. and they they know that Grumpy Goat's going to deliver on on new 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 breweries and uh, interesting breweries definitely you know that, that is the great my, for me the greatest pleasure of craft beer is the ability to do that you know i can't oh absolutely it's, it, it's, it's so hard to think about the way i used to to drink 20 years ago when mm. you know you would go to the pub and you would you know okay yeah i'll have a pint of that and as long as it isn't terrible that you drink the same absolutely beer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah absurd yeah, yeah. you know i just can't i can't yeah, possibly yeah. 
reconcile that yeah. with my, you know, my, my sort of way of carrying on today. And Just I was having, having that conversation <laughs> with Andy today, Andy from Dolphin, yeah. you know, who, who works for us, uh, fortunately, very lucky to have oh, him yeah. here. And um, we were having that conversation how we, we're sort of both drinking with that more European uh, view in mind mm. with, with, you know, smaller glasses and, and you know, that, that, that perfect little serve of, of this, of, of, you know, a third or a half rather than gushing pints. That's, yes. that's who we are and that's, yep. that's how I, I think I really enjoy beer these yes, days. You definitely. Know, it's, um, yeah. smaller measures and variety. Yeah. So. And as you say, heaven forbid, that is a continental European uh, way of doing things, isn't it? Which is not, yeah, not seems, the Brit- seems, le- seems less 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 of the British norm. Yeah, so, not the yeah. British way. But I'm so no. glad we've discovered it and embraced it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, a piece of cheese on the side, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah, even more continental. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna... <laughs> but it's all good. Um, Amber, let's take a short break. Bruiser is the UK's top-rated craft beer subscription service which connects you with 120 of the UK's best independent breweries and cideries. It's a unique model where each month you choose a brewery, they curate a box of their freshest brews and it gets delivered direct to you from the brewery cold store. Prices start from as little as £29 per month including delivery and you can save £8 off your first box with the code TWICB. Head over to www.bruiser.beer to explore and support independent breweries like never before. So I'm back with Anne-Marie from the Grumpy Goat for the second half of the show. Anne-Marie, as you perhaps know, at this stage every week, I like to put the guest on the spot and ask what may be the only difficult question I'm going to ask you <laughs> in the entire conversation. And that is, what makes you different? What is it you're doing um, at the Grumpy Goat to yeah, stand out? Yeah, I think, out? you know, and I think, it, you know, I'm going I'm to say that cheese element, actually. There's very few beer and cheese shops in this country. Right. I think there's one in York, or oh, there was okay. one in York. Yeah. I know there was a couple in Bristol, uh, sadly not with us anymore. Right. But yeah, there's you know that those two kind of sit side by side. Mm. There's there's very few. Um, and you know, so we we are um, we've been inspired by you know going to cities like Amsterdam, where mm-hmm. it's it's very very normal to just sit there and have a you know a, a lovely a lovely taster of a beer and a cheese board or, or, a, cheese or board, a, yeah. um, a cheese bowl mm-hmm. and it's um you know and it really inspired what you know where we are today right. um so our, our ch- cheese journey has been quite interesting charlie and i um are both world cheese judges um which is <laughs> massive, kind of, this is, is an intimidating fact <laughs> there's no other way to describe it um which is you know it's been a super cool uh, thing to mm. to do and to be part mm-hmm. of um, we're sort of linked to the, the Guild of Fine Food and so what do you need to do to establish your credentials as a world cheese judge um, you know have a um, sort of award winning shop yeah uh, you know, is there like it, some sort of blind tasting you've got to pass to, to it's part, qualify it's <laughs> um, not really sure really we sort, we sort of kind of fell into it and now you know this this will be our fifth year of judging at the world cheese awards so um we know we've judged in italy we've judged in spain Mm -hmm. london Mm -hmm. it was wales last year it should have been the ukraine sadly sadly, it it wasn't but yeah yeah, this year will be uh be trondheim in october so wow um 250 judges Mm -hmm. flying from around the world so it's great that you get to meet so many sort of like-minded individuals that that own cheese shops Mm -hmm. around the world fantastic um, and and share your knowledge mm. um so yeah yeah it's super, super highlight of of my sort of beer and cheese career really. I bet, it's yeah. um it's pretty cool yeah mm. it's uh, so how many how many cheeses do you stock in the shop uh, we right? can stock between like 40 and 50 mm-hmm. uh sometimes a little more at christmas yeah uh, i mean our cheese counter is you know i don't know if you've ever been in the shop at christmas it's mm. it's kind of 
something else really it, yeah. it, 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 we have queues around the corner oh yeah corner. I mean, people yeah that, that, uh, that is the one for, time a year when people for, want, for the cheese counter want to have a really good cheese board you know, at home don't they yeah. it's kind of yeah it's you know it's mm. definitely that you know the christmas cheese board needs to be the ultimate cheese does, board yeah. of yeah. the year and um you know we always brace ourselves we always really enjoy it <laughs> but it's always trying to make sure that we you know we get everybody's order out and everybody's delivery out as smoothly and as effectively yeah. as possible but i think we've got better at that over the years and we've you know we've built in strategies mm. to sort of uh, help with that and yeah it's, and I, know it's, you have, it's, I couldn't let this conversation pass without mentioning vegan cheese of course because i'm a vegan myself so so absolutely. you do have vegan cheeses don't you yeah. absolutely we do stock vegan cheese you know we we are a space that is you know tries to accommodate Everybody yep. and mm-hmm. um, and it's I think I think it's interesting to see the cheese world um, evolving. I remember years ago, you know, ringing up one of my cheese suppliers and like, mm. you know, have you you stopped vegan cheese? And they yep. sort of laughed down the phone at me. <laughs> and and now actually, you know, in in recent years, there has been talk at the World Cheese Awards of vegan cheese. Okay. Um, so they're not quite ready for it yet, and, but and they're I, getting I, there. Yeah. I felt that you know we we were sort of ahead of that curve mm-hmm. and and going to shops like the Fromagerie in East London. Yep. Um, Seeing what the girls have done there now, their their products actually in Waitrose. Oh, brilliant! Um, so it's you know we, again we, we try to be open and encompassing to everybody. That's and brilliant. I, and I yeah. think and I think we we have a brand that can do that. Yeah, so, that's really yeah. nice. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic. Well, I think that that's a really nice differentiator. And so you know, I, I, we've already spoken about some of the great things you're doing on the beer side of the business, but you know, it's it's lovely to. To have that that cheese angle as well, if you like, and uh, we should probably say I, I don't think we mentioned it earlier on, but your speciality during the day are cheese toasties, um, and I can vouch for how great they are. Uh, well, at least on the vegan side, I'm sure they're sure. Absolutely, and do you know yeah. what? Actually, they're gaining us a lot of um, recognition. We're yep. getting a lot of reviews about our grilled mm. cheese sandwiches. Nice. It's like yeah. that's really that's that's you know that's sort of. Um, yeah, that's really nice. Nice to see, and I think yeah. I think anything we do, we try and add. The quality is always super high. Yeah. Um, I think that's who we are, and I think, you know, I think that becomes. Um, it's you know, it's difficult with the cost of living crisis and 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 how we navigate that, but you know, I don't want to. Um, what's the word? I don't want to. You know, I always want that quality to come through. I, yeah. I don't want to compromise. Uh, compromise. That's, 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 that's the word. Thank, yeah. thank you, Rob. That's <laughs> the word compromise. <laughs> so it's you know, I don't want to compromise because then no. that wouldn't be the grumpy goat. That wouldn't no. be who we are. So yeah. Brilliant. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, I think we need to talk, Amory, about the beer that I've uh, insisted that you you drink with me at. Uh, mm. Well, it's it's actually, well, it's actually time's getting on. It's after half, after five now, so I, I think you know if we'd have, if we'd be drinking this a bit earlier this afternoon, I might. It's Wednesday. Tea, but, oh, no. it's, you know, it's, it's all good. What are you going to do? <laughs> this um, this is tell me about your beer journey. Um, this is uh, the, our, this week in craft beer's first. So it's a great it's a great name as well, actually. Tell me about your beer journey because <laughs> actually, you know, that was one of the first questions you yep. asked. Like. The, Everyone's always got this beer journey. Mm. It's um, and it's you know and, it, and it's special to them. So it is, yeah. yeah. No, it's always a fun. It's a fun conversation starter. And um, we've actually got. Um, I've got three or four more catchphrases from the podcast that we've got plotted around uh, for future collabs. But very super proud of this. Our first ever collab that was brewed uh, by our good friends at Phantom. Hmm. Only three weeks or so ago now. Um, it, this beer was first tasted at London Craft Beer Festival Friday before last. Um, it's yeah. now canned and out in the wild. Um, we, you know, I'm, I'm super, super proud of this. So, so let me read the tasting notes and then let's get into your mm. thoughts on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is a seven percent Citra Azaka and Galaxy Spectrum New England IPA. Tasting notes say a fabulous dank aroma, uh, with great depth of flavour from the hop combination with Galaxy cut, cutting through as the star of the show. 
finishing with moderate bitterness. Um, yeah, I'm super proud of this. Um, I can claim absolutely no credit for it whatsoever, <laughs> other than um, the ABV and asking for this hop combination. But apart mm. from that, uh, it's, it's entirely down to the skill of, of Matt, um, particularly uh, who was the, the, the lead brewer on this beer, but also I guess the you know the other team, uh, the other brewing team at, at Phantom, um, with the cellaring condition and so forth. But mm. this has come out amazingly well. Um, mm. And I'm so proud of it. So, so I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, it's great. I mean, super well balanced, mm. deliciously hazy. Um, yep, certainly drinks like a seven percent beer. Mm. Um, but I want to have more of it. Nice. Um, you know, it's it's uh, lots of uh, sort of uh, peachy, nectarine, mm-hmm. nectarine, sort of stony stony fruit uh, notes coming through. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a uh, slight hot burn on the on the back of the palate, but the, in, in a good way. You know, yeah, to, yeah. To, to, just a little bit of. Yeah. Just, uh, it needs to remind you that, yeah. that the ABV's there, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely, you know, you, you know, absolutely. I think there's, a, there's something a bit sinister about a 7% beer that drinks like a 4% beer. You know, yeah, it's kind of sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, it's almost like unnatural, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and a note about Phantom, it's, it's been really interesting seeing their journey from yeah, the beginning couldn't and agree how, more, yeah. how they've improved from, from the offset. And I think they've improved so quickly since yeah. that, that, that those first beers they put out and um, I was actually telling Dom, Dom the owner London yeah. Craft Beer Festival that you know I, I just think it's really interesting what they're, they're, they're doing I think they're ones to watch nationally they're so let, ambitious let, um, let, let alone locally yeah, yeah. I completely agree that, that, that you know everything about their business sort of screams of wanting to be the best they can be and you know so I don't know whether you're aware but they actually um, so uh, Dane and Dom travel very frequently to the US uh, they, yeah I'm, yeah I'm telling you and I, I think I think that's super interesting I mean yeah. you know I've, I've, I've read a lot about um, about the, the evolution of the US uh, craft beer scene you know it's yeah. you know it's why ours has evolved to its state today mm. and it's so interesting to uh breweries like phantom to go over it and actually go okay let's get some inspiration and yes. ideas from the u.s and the u.s is so vast it's got oh, so yeah. many breweries and um it's uh, and bringing those ideas back to mm. the uk i think that's what the uk craft beer market needs right now yeah well um, i think it's you know it has had it over the last five or six years but uh, you know i think we can't afford to to think that we don't need any more input from the US. I think that, 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 that will be my view. You know, certainly we've caught up. The US, uh, the UK scene is fantastic compared to where it was five, mm. six years ago. I agree. But yeah. we can't afford to think that it's now a solved problem and we don't need any more input from the US. That would be naive, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, and so to, to, to that point, so um, I know that Dane has become quite good friends at, uh, with the owners of Treehouse, uh, Treehouse which yeah. is... Uh, which is really cool, and, and I think as part of that conversation, he was introduced to the the recently former head brewer at Other Half, mm-hmm. um, and he actually brought the guy over um, for a week's consultancy. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that was yeah. the genesis, I think, of, of their significant jump in in New England IPA, you know, brilliance in in in, in the last year or so. So they brought this guy over, you know, sat him down in uh, at the brewery at Phantom, you know, let him taste their beers. Then they then spent a week brewing with him, you know, and now they're reaping the the benefits of of that sort of level of of real expertise you know because there's, you know there's few better than other halves so, so it was an amazing you know foresight i guess or, or ambition for dane to to you know to, to be willing to pay for this guy to come do a week of consultancy with them but wow is that paying off now and uh, yeah absolutely you know, this beer is an example you know they're super supportive they're super supportive hmm. of us we, we we did a collab last week uh with with phantom oh, and we brewed our sort of annual become an annual beer annual parade beer for wedding mm-hmm. pride mm-hmm. um and it was nice this year we sort of it was a little bit bigger. We had the Pride Committee down and some um, other LGBT groups as mm-hmm. well. And you know that that what beer. What did you brew? Um, 
a six percent sort of hazy um, sort of New England IPA oh, style. Fine. So it was, it was one of the first beers yeah. they'd brewed on their new kit last year. Oh yeah, and it was like outstanding. So super. I'm super excited to see mm. uh, to taste the beer this year. Oh yeah, the label's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's um, parade is you know a great name. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, as soon as we're supposed to be talking about the Grumpy Goat, it's probably enough about Phantom. But I think we're suffice to say we're, we're all big fans. We're fans. Of those, we're yeah. fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, back to um, back to the Grumpy Goat. So so what have you got coming up? You know, in the next few weeks um, that we can talk about any you know any specific. So yeah, we've got. Yeah. So we have got a whole week of of, of Pride events. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're showing a documentary. Yep. We've got music things going on. We've got the parade beer launch on yep. on the Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll in September there'll be uh, a wine tasting. Nice. Um, so we will have some more n- nerdy talks as well. Mm-hmm. Hope the, hopefully, I'm hoping there might be it might be a talk on yeast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a dry dry topic, but we've got goat on the road. We'll be at Two Flints Brewing. Um, nice. So yeah, we we just do we just do lots of things because mm-hmm. we because we enjoy just getting out there and, yeah. and uh, putting our brand out there. As so well. you'll be at, you'll be at Two Flints for a whole weekend, will you? Or uh, we'll do a pop up. I think we're there on the sixteenth of September. Okay, nice. Which also Two Flints, another another fantastic. Oh uh, yeah. New local brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've not been to their tap room, I yeah. fully recommend you do. Absolutely, it's, uh, it, it's great. Yes, it's fantastic beers as well. So, so, so. just for, uh, on Thursday, I was at the soft launch of the Indie Rabble oh, yeah. uh, tap room, which is literally next door to Two Flints. So, you know, you've now got a genuine beer mile yeah. in Windsor. You know, yeah, so yeah, you've got yeah, Two yeah, Flints, yeah, yeah, yeah. Indie Rabble. You know, a couple of hundred yards down, you know, you've got Windsor and Eaton, so, yeah. so you know, you've got a proper craft beer destination. No, it's, it, it, in, it, in it's cool to see, mm. you know, see places like Windsor above oh, yeah. like that. So. No, absolutely. You know, and, and Windsor is a great, you know, an incredible tourist magnet, of mm. course, as well. But you know, in particular, and being just below the station is yeah, fantastic you know, as well. and a magnet yeah. for American tourists in particular, who are, you know are obviously a, you mm. know voracious craft beer consumers. Mm. So you know, I'm quite sure that you know they're, they're very much you know on the map now as, as the American tourists. I think, that, you I think know, to, you know, talking about Australia. stations and development, it'd be really interesting to see what Station Hill brings to Reading. Yes. You know, opening up a new sort of mouth to to the town and yeah. uh, lots of investment there so yeah no it's, it's, it's rumors of a siren well uh, I, well I, I, i've well, heard it's so. yeah i think that's pretty much committed isn't yeah, it? Yeah. i think it's going to be in one of the earlier phases of yeah. the of the opening isn't it you know so, so just to what amory's talking about here is uh, you know between where we're sitting and the railway station there's a huge amount of construction going on right now to build multiple pretty high apartment blocks um, you know and all of the retail at the ground floor that you would expect to go with that and and part of that is going to be a significant siren craft tap room um, significantly bigger than the one um, that they've got at the moment um, out uh, Finchampses so it's going to be great to see Uh, you know I've heard you know it's going to be is it 20 or even 30 taps in there so it's going going to be brilliant to see yeah well you know it's great it's great to see more craft beer venues opening in Reading. I mean you know you know, hopefully we'll, we'll attract tourists from uh, outside of Reading to come yeah. and enjoy. Well, we already have so many awesome, awesome venues. Yep. Obviously, Double Barrel, The Nags mm-hmm. Head, The Fox and Hounds, you know, The Greyfriar. There's, there's, there's so many cool venues. There are. There. Um, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Those are each brilliant in their own right. But they're a bit on the... On the outskirts, aren't they? To some extent, you this know, is not, true. not, not, yeah, you know, yeah, good point. in any yeah, way yeah. disrespectful to any of those, you know. And I've, I've spent many hours in each of them in turn, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it's not yeah. hard to, or rather, it is hard to do more than one on a on a trip out, if you like, you know. Yeah, so, no, so, no, no, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, And yeah. so what we need are a few in the middle to kind of connect the dots, don't we? And yeah, so you yeah. know, Siren's going the new Siren uh, tap room is going to be one of those. 
Um, but I'd love to hope that there'll be others as well because you know you, I don't think you can ever have too many. And do, um, you know, do we need a craft beer map for when people come out the station in Reading and go, where do I go? Well, you I'm know? sure we do. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this would be the perfect place to dispense it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's... I, yeah, it'd be interesting to get your thoughts, actually, because obviously we had, had the weather station, which mm, was Wild Weather's we did, yeah. hub. Um, that also was a bit... It wasn't a great location. Lovely, mm. lovely spot. It was my like, local, actually. I used to live very close to that. Okay. So for me, it was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great spot. Um, you know, 30 taps in there, I think, didn't yeah. they? You yeah, know, yeah. And, and so brilliant choice of beers. Sadly, that's now gone. And I was hoping that that was going to be the first of, you know, a, a sort of a, an influx mm. of, of mm. new new businesses. And it hasn't happened. You, you know, obviously yours has opened um, last year. But uh, mm. do you hear... I guess you've sort of got the inside track on these things. Did you hear people talk about, you know, maybe we're going to open up in, in the town centre? Yeah, well, there was, there was rumours of a vocation bar. Was there? There oh, was wow. rumours of a vocation yeah. bar, yeah. Um, and that's that was at the back of the Broad Street Mall, so that's right. to with the sort of... Yeah, uh, in that run of uh, rest, you know, hospitality. Uh, but, you know, yeah. we, you know, really lucky, lucky to have spaces like Blue Collar, which, oh. you, know, um, you know, sell uh, purely double-barrel yeah, beers. Yeah, that's which, great, you know, yeah. You know, obviously... Yeah, double brown beers are fantastic. They and, are, you know, yeah. you know, uh, making a range of beer as well. So, Definitely. you know, that's another venue that has popped that's up, nice, which yeah. is, is, is pretty central. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think you're right, Rob. I think you know, there's 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 room <coughs> for more. Yeah. Um, and I, I think what we are seeing now with uh, the, the Elizabeth Line, the development of the station, we're, we're having even a, a greater London influx than we. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, we, you know, we we've had uh, before. Um, yeah. The construction so yeah no, that's a good point and I, I i've always sort of hoped that that you know empty shop fronts are always you know candidates for for micro pubs or you Absolutely. know or tap rooms yeah. or whatever i yeah. guess the problem is largely the size of them mm. Um, mm. And, and obviously the rates that come with that and you mm. know the rents or whatever so, so it's uh, i suppose it needs you know unfortunately you know it needs to be slightly smaller and maybe sort of more back street type of you know, uh, facilities that, 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 yeah, yeah. which exactly what you've got here and what we were talking about just a moment ago behind the Broad Street Mail so, yeah. so those are the, the more sort of suitable sized units I mm, suppose yeah, for craft yeah. beer um, or, or beer in general but I don't know you know, I live in hope that, that yeah, you know, absolutely. We'll, 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 see, we'll see more of these let's yeah. see more of it yeah. <laughs> excellent so Emery before we get into the wrap up questions I'm always keen to get a sense from the guest of their view of the sort of general health of of UK craft beer, how do you see things evolving? You know, are, are you are you happy with where we are? Optimistic? What's your what's your sense of where we're at? I mean, you know, I think I think rising costs are you know a worry a worry for for everybody. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, and I guess we you know we like drinking high ABV a bit high, high ABV beers. We just can't worry about it. We just need to drink them and get on with it. But it is interesting to see smaller breweries opening up. So I had a, an imperial stat recently from a brewery called Breakbeat. I don't know if you've heard of them. I haven't. Uh, no. A small brewery around uh, sort of Newbury area. Okay. We've just had some beer delivered from Sinister Brewing in uh, Scotland right. uh, today. Another imperial so stout. Yeah. An imperial stout brewery. Um, so it's quite interesting that people are still wanting to push boundaries yeah. given the economic climate. Yeah. More interesting for me as well, I think, is you know we you know we talked a little bit about America and you know that the the concept and idea of the destination mm. brewery. Touch on Little Earth, Little Earth project yes. earlier. Yeah. Um, they've got a beautiful pub, mm. um, camping mm. cabins you can stay in. You know breweries like Rivington, 
Um, oh, you know, very special. Um, both, I think they're both very special. Duration yeah. as well, spring yeah, to mind. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's it's great to see this this idea that you can just go along to the brewery and enjoy all these elements and be outdoors and yes. you know and. Uh, in the wilderness, enjoy some fantastic beer and some lovely food. Absolutely. Actually, maybe be there with your family. You know, yeah. that's the, you know that, that idea of the being being there with your family as Welcoming, well. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's super. I think that's a change within the last sort of uh, couple of years that, yeah. that's happening in the UK scene. Yeah. And actually, one I I'm I'm totally up for. Oh, and, definitely. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you compare that to what pubs were like and, and to some extent still are like. You know, in, in terms of sort of pretty miserable hostile, you know, poorly decorated, fairly depressing spaces, places, whatever. You know, that's not it's a massive generalisation, I know, completely unfair to lots of lovely pubs we've got around the around the UK. But certainly I think the craft beer has had a really significant change force for change. Also also um, like you say like, you know, talking about that it's like it's quite interesting to, to see to see the change that is starting to happen with in the industry and in terms of women in beer as well, yeah, I think that, absolutely. you know, when we, me and Charlie first opened our, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're a couple, we're, yeah. you know, both female, mm-hmm. and we opened our shop together, we, we had many comments in the beginning going, where's the owner? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, no. you know, and it's, it's, I, I wouldn't say I was a feminist, I'm just, I'm just me, I'm just, yeah. you know, yeah. an individual that likes not the sort of question you should have to you know? ask. Oh, so, oh, yeah, no, exactly, no. so it was... I think that's quite interesting to that to, is to, yeah. to touch on. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. Good. Well, that's that's an optimistic uh, point yeah, at least, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. You know, we, we, my, things aren't perfect, but we're heading in the right direction. We are so. heading in the right direction. Yeah. All right. Well, look, let's get into the wrap-up questions then. Uh, and at this stage, I always like to pause and ask the guests to give what I call one or more shout-outs to a little guy. Uh, you indeed are little guys yourselves, but that doesn't mean you can't... Uh, spread the love as it were so I'd like you to mention one or more local to us beer businesses that you think are doing a great job promoting independent craft beer uh, so that can be a brewery could be another tap room another bottle shop uh, even a restaurant or a cafe but but somewhere local that you think is doing a great job promoting independent craft beer yeah yeah absolutely um, so I'm thinking Delphic Brewing yes who were, who were at um Craft Theory Festival. They were. I had a nice chat with Tom actually uh, at, uh, Tom, actually know, at London Craft Beer Festival rather than at uh, just, Craft Theory. You know, yeah. Just doing, doing some really interesting mm. things. I mean, he does an imperial gingerbread milk stout at Christmas. Like, hello. <laughs> that, that's just got me all, me all over. Oh, yeah. like, just you take know, your money, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just take money. Like, put it on the shelf. You know, wax top. Um, you know, and, and, and hats, you know, hats off to him. Super lovely guy. And it was an absolute pleasure to have him at craft theory this year nice yeah and he and he's in the process of opening up his own premises in newbury i believe this, isn't he or yeah uh, hear, very yeah. close to yeah um so no uh, totally so so tom at delphi any other shouts you want to give let's say um, this yeah the, the breakbeak brewing we've, we've just discovered so right. another, another tiny tiny local uh brewery. a newbury way you said as well newbury yeah, way okay. yeah so i need to look them up pretty yeah. pretty interesting uh-huh. yeah um tried the imperial stat the other day from them bit sitting in our fridge you know we, we often get sent samples as, yeah. as a bottle shop sure. uh, so it's you know finding time and making that's sure that's first what we call the first world problem yeah. absolutely first world problem <laughs> but it's also making sure you know we we want to as a staff team try them together yeah. and make sure we we are giving our 100 percent to to that brewery yeah. and giving our um opinion and, that, and i think yeah. that's 
you know, we've got a lot of nerdery within our team. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> we've got a, you in a know, good way. Yeah, brewer, sommelier, you know, so we're, you know, we're, you know, well, well versed. You feel like uh, you're a pretty decent judge. Between, yeah, between we, we, you know, we, we, yeah, we sure. try, and, try and make a, an yeah. informed decision and go, do we want to put it on our shelf? And, Makes um, sense, yeah. 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 So, 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 um, so far they're, they're shaping up well, you would say, breakbeat, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, um, I need to get onto their mailing list to be able to get hold of their beers. Right. So they're super small. So that's a, a job that I need to do within the next week. Make sure nice. I'm there on that list. And also, maybe you've heard of Bee Man Brewing. Yes. So, yeah. so I, again, I met Bee Man for the first time yeah. at uh, London Craft Beer Festival. Um, and, I, yeah, and I was sufficiently impressed with what he said and also then having a look at his beers afterwards. So I booked him for the podcast. So, yeah, yeah, really, really so, great so, beers. So, so I got to come up. He's Oxford way, isn't had he? had one of yeah. their cans in Big Scary Monster in on the, on the Cali Road in Oxford yeah. about a year or so ago. Mm. So, um, yeah, really impressed. So he's also going into bigger premises so he hasn't got beer right now so I spoke to no. him within the last week so um, yeah. they're, they're ones to watch locally yeah I've got, well. him, I've got him yeah. booked on the podcast in five or six weeks time so yeah I'm looking forward to that I like to get these super super new guys you know, yeah, mix, yeah. you know mixing some of the more well known guys with these people nobody's ever heard of it's fun to fun to have the balance but no yeah looking forward to that excellent Anne-Marie then we are at the wrap up question and this is what would be your ultimate happy hour Three parts to this question. I need to know where you would be, yep. who you would be with, and most specifically, what beer you would be drinking. And one qualifier is the beer doesn't necessarily need to match the venue. So you can bring the beer with you in this fantasy world if it wouldn't necessarily be available. Well, I've mentioned a little bit about Amsterdam. It's probably one of my favourite beer cities. Yep. I, I mean, I've got a good friend that moved there seven, eight years ago. Yep. Hasn't looked back. He's an artist. Nice. He, he works, you know, lives the dream, works with Butcher's Tears Brewing, you know, is drinks with Ron Patterson, uh, one, one of the um, beer, you know, a, a well-known beer writer oh, yeah. most weekends. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably be sitting with him in the Aaron's Nest on uh, yep. one of the canals oh, in, in, in Amsterdam, yeah. uh, drinking a Dutch Imperial Stout okay. um, in, in the afternoon. De Meuse-Lotel, perhaps? De Meuse-Lotel, whatever, you know, there's, there's always new, smaller Dutch breweries sort yeah. of rising up. And uh, yeah, just sitting there, either in the Aaron's Nest um, bar, yeah. sipping an Imperial Stout, or out literally on that, on that little terrace on the canal, and it, if you've not been there, and you're in Amsterdam. Yeah, go. Fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that, that, that's beautiful. It, it, you know, there's also the beer temple, isn't there? Which is another you know, beer, classic beer temple is, uh, yeah. Amsterdam craft beer bar. Yeah, it's, some, uh, some good choices. Yeah, absolutely. That just comes to mind straight away, and that's you know where I'd like to be. Fantastic. I find it very difficult to find any. If I wasn't any... here with you, Rob. I'd like to be there right now. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's understandable. But no, brilliant. That was. A really good answer, Amory. Uh, it's been a fun conversation. Yeah, actually. absolutely. No, it's been yeah, you know, nice to get I, to know I, you a little bit more. I feel there. like um, you know the whole of Reading is indebted to, to what you guys have done, not just here but across the town at, 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 uh, at South Street for, for craft beer as well. You know, thank you. Long may that, that continue absolutely. and uh, you know, to, to thrive and prosper because twenty twenty four here we come. Yes, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to watching your progress. So, so in, the, in the meantime, Th- thanks for me having you on the podcast. Very kind. Yeah, absolute really pleasure. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Let's call it a day then. Thank you. Thank you. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, then please tell your drinking friends and leave us a review in your podcast app, as it really helps others discover the show. And of course, if you'd like to help support us and save money in the process, then please head over to www.thisweekincraft.beer and become a member today for just £1.99 a month and get access to exclusive savings at the top UK craft breweries. 